the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this weekend, uh-huh. Natalie and I had a romantic roundabout. I saw your picture on Instagram, you staring at whiskey as if it was uh, the love of your life. It is, besides my beautiful <laughs> wife. Today is our anniversary. We did it for our really? anniversary. Yeah, two Happy, years. No kidding. Yep. Wow, who would have thought? I'm huh? an expert Look at, at being married. The big thing You're five is, years away from the seven-year itch. I think I've been itchy. <laughs> I Honestly, and it's not sexual, unfortunately. Good. I think it's just my skin. Um, the way to save a marriage? Two bathrooms. Two bathrooms. I completely agree with that. I've heard that mentioned on House Hunters many times on HGTV. Do you think it's just to keep the air of intimacy or just like the level of respect where do you not want to hear her take a dump or does she just not want to hear you do anything whatsoever in your true form? I'll watch her pee. I'll watch her shit. I don't care. We don't don't do that, though. We don't we don't care. But I don't want her to deal with my so it's more of a you mist. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I Isolate understand. me. Isolate the husband. But I agree. We were out on, on, the, on a lake, and I got to tell you, it's creepy out there. <laughs> I don't like lakes. Why is it creepy? You know why it's creepy? It's, well, number one, lakes don't move. <laughs> well, I mean, they move a little bit with the wind. They're just big puddles. Okay, that, that is true. And lake people... Like uh-huh. lake living is a style <laughs> of life where they're so used to life moving in yeah. a very slow pace. Yes. And they like things to remain exactly the same. Well, don't bo- don't bother me. I'm a local. That's why they moved out there. And then you're coming in from the big city. You're disrupting their flow. You're disrupting their life. I'm supporting Take the town. It easy. I'm supporting the town. I'm coming here. Yeah, I might have my neon green micro shorts on. You're going to get and- kicked out of the Applebee's. But I will say, I had my nothing but trouble shirt on from B-U-T-T. Night Channel. Yeah, yeah. from a tall boy who is, it's great shirt, but it's this demon holding his two big butts. Yeah. And we were out at some place. We get it. And some guy looked at me and he said, hey man, nice shirt. That's you what could, you want. But then he was like, nice shirt. But let me show you how I really love it. And his girlfriend was standing in front of him online uh-huh. with her watching phone, and he just starts digging into her ass, <laughs> right? Like just grabbing and folding the meat fibers. Oh, like, that's very yeah, sweet, isn't brother, it? me too. And I was like, I'm, I like butts, <laughs> but this is just a fun shirt. Right, sure. Yes, indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Those are the locals you can come to expect from places like Big Bear that technically 
is all the dream, isn't it? It could be, but the problem is, is that it's. It is fun to roll into a Lake Town because it is like an 80s comedy. It's great. But they still believe Reagan is president there. Well, we have a lot of stories to get to today. Also, Henry, I know that you you want to make a public, you have a public statement you would like to make about you not being able to figure out what words mean. This is a little bit of Wheel of Fortune, yeah, the last podcast on the left side, Stories Edition. On last week's episode, we were told that a curse word, it involved a T, yes. star, star, T. We said that it may be uh, the word tart. We because th- it's British. It was British, and, and we, we don't were- know. And certain words are more offensive across the pond. Absolutely, because you can like see the scene. fanny C- means pussy over means there. Means pussy, and for here, it just means a place to put your keys, a place to put your wallet if you're a professional wrestler, in a little pack right below your navel. Also, the word see you next Tuesday. They say that like it's not like it's like, oh, it's like saying like ribeye steak here they, in America. Cunt means friend there. It really does. And you oh, you went there. Oh, I did say Wait it. until we hear about that. So anyway, the word tart that we said, we speculated it was tart. I just get, you know, evidently doing, it was not. there's certain email corrections that we get that I'm like surprised by. The, the amount of people that said, it's not taught, it's twat. Twat. Twat was, is the word we're uh, looking for. I'm going to say I got 25 emails. <laughs> to say, hey, how, how dare you? How dare you get it wrong? It's twat, it's not taught. Yeah, we twat. don't even think taught's a bad word. My sister's a fucking taught. Oh my goodness. Well, don't call her a twat, though. That's bad. Apparently a twat is, is a curse. I mean, twat is a curse word. Every Everywhere. It's not really used that much, though. As a matter of fact, if somebody called me a twat, I would actually stop. I would stop fight mid conversation and be like, you got me. I think that's a great term for what I am being right now. I am being a twat. I'm going to back out of this conversation. The fight <laughs> is over. I concede you have won, sir. If you drop a twat on me, Woo! it's like, what, what happened? Did we get here? Oh, wow. Whoa, what did, what did I do wrong? I'm, I'm actually going to look in the mirror like Michael Jackson said. Yes, a mirror was a seven-year-old's butthole to <laughs> Michael Jackson. But and he could have made a change on that. He could have said no to that. It's interesting because in the song, the man in the mirror means that he put himself in the mirror. I looked in the mirror and I said, am I being a twat? And if you are, if you do find yourself being a twat, you need to be, you need to make a change. Make yourself a torrent. Make yourself better. And we actually got a really good update. We did get a good update from our listeners talking about it because we want to know if parrots know that they're cursing. Yes. <laughs> Do they, this is, though? This is so much more important than the Supreme Court hearings going on right now. I honestly think this is really the news that really, really matters. Yes, indeed. But listeners, they well, got a lot of listeners came back. They'd be the per- parrots, they seem to have the intelligence of about a young child, and they may not understand quite what they're saying but they can understand the reaction they get ah. from words that they use, which maybe so when they see people kind of go, oh, Woo! every time they start sque- screaming twat over yeah. and over again in the zoo, they live on the reaction and eventually they start a podcast. I love what they're up to. Well, speaking of podcasts, we actually have to start this one. I want to start with this story. So I'm just going to put on the conductor's cap. Tune, the train's leaving the station. I just said tune, tune. It's a strange train. All right, this story, I started last week's episode with a very intense story very, about Marty Jannetty. I didn't quite realize dark. how intense it was going to be as the story went on. And then as I was saying, I was like, this is a hell of, we just, we do, did a dive in the deep end. Yep, we pull it back up. Well, this We're going to start on a high note We're going to start on something much lighter than the, the horrible past of Marty Jannetty, a man. 
Man pooped in a box at a Michigan major. It's M E I J E R. Major. I might be a major. It might. It's a grocery store of it's some a chain. kind. So a man pooped in a box at a Michigan major. Put it back on the shelf. That's according to police. This happened in the <laughs> Van Buren township of Michigan. The police are looking for a man. They say pooped in an empty box before sealing it back up and placing it on a shelf. At the Michigan Major. According to Van Buren Township Police Department, the incident occurred at the Major store located at 9701 Belleville Road at 3.50 p.m. on October 1st. Whoa, this happened at 4 p.m. in the (laughs) afternoon. That is, this is about some form of long form of revenge. It absolutely is. And you know, from a comedy perspective, the Van Buren Police Department, this was one of the hardest days they've ever had. I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, one of the detectives, it was his last day on the job. He was just like, eight hours, eight hours, Sam, and then I'm out of here. And they're like, hey, you getting ready to go vacation up in Big Bear? Are you getting ready, right? But I actually don't know because at the same time, there's so much strife, both police-wise and race-wise in Michigan right now, that maybe they chose to focus on this easily Bustable crime. It's not easily bustable. The person is still at large. Whoa. Police posted security footage of the bizarre incident. They put that on their Facebook page, so I'm sure they'll get a lot of militia groups <laughs> wanting to uh, take down the perpetrator. Uh, they took it down at the request of major officials who cited their corporate policy as a reason. So literally, the uh, supermarket was like, could you take down the footage of the person shitting in the box in our store? Oh, because so he it turns did it out live. It's, bad, it's bad for branding. He did it live. Well, I believe it was CCTV camera. No, I no, and I don't mean not like on Twitch. He didn't do it on Facebook Live. But he was, he didn't arrive at the store with the box filled with shit. I think he had it loaded up inside, my friend. I think he had it in the old man purse. I think he, he was he was stuffing it up there. And so you know he had to time that out perfectly. My question is, why was the box empty in the first place? Is this- he, he could have done what I did when I was super poor. I used to walk around the supermarket and I used to just eat food out of the box and then just leave empty boxes and leave. I don't know if that's acceptable at any level of income. I used to do that, though, with peanuts <laughs> because they always have the mounds of peanuts. You can pocket a couple of peanuts. It ain't a big deal. It's hard to open up a bag of peanuts. So they spill everywhere. And every single parent knows this is going to be a Kathy moment, perhaps every Sunday. You know what happens on Sundays at the pig? Piggly what? Wiggly. Free samples. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I'm used to Costco. Oh, they do free samples at Costco as well. Not anymore, thanks to the fucking plague. Oh, that would be a sad way to get it from a free little smoky. (laughs) (laughs) So the police, they don't know what they're going to do. The man man also stole something before he left the store, which seems to be equally, if not just as bad. Well, actually, it kind of works out because it's like I'm leaving something. And I'm taking Taking something. something. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Every time you take something, you should also leave something. That is a good, that's a good thing to remember for Halloween as well. Take a treat, leave a treat. And that's the George Carlin bit of you don't take a shit, you leave a shit. Thank you, George Carlin. Nothing but the best. When I look at the end of this article, um, it's got all the talking about the, you know, the mystery pooper. And then the first thing to add that shows up is Billy Joel confirms she's the real uptown girl. (laughs) I don't know why. Oh, he's referring to the Duke in the box. So he was found, uh, or he was seen escaping 
the the parking lot in a light colored <laughs> Ford Escape. Interesting enough, a great car to use on a poop on a poop mystery. Get out of there with the Ford Escape. No word on yet if uh, if the cops have any major leads. I'm not sure if they've done a DNA test on the poop. We'll see what other poop is related to this poop. Perhaps we'll get a DNA test and find out uh, it is indeed um, he's a relative of the Golden State Killer or something. We just don't know. We don't know if you actually nowadays. I hear they're doing a lot of ass. Asshole prints, and then if they if he has been booked for any sort of asshole related crime, they have to go and they have to swab it, and they, he does he he spreads the cheeks, really, he puts it down on the ink pad, and then woo, right, right on wow. the paper, and maybe they could tell by the circumference of the shit. Who's, yeah, whose butthole did it? So what you think should happen is that lockdown on the entire store, and then everyone has to drop trial, show the officer their butthole, they measure, their, they measure the circumference, see who it could have been, and then from there they, uh, they uh, isolate maybe seven to ten suspects. You know, Kissel. Because it's going to be really tricky. Kissel, we are in the valley. We can put together that movie right now. <laughs> That is a film. That's how I want to film. It's called Bottoms Up. Oh, my goodness. I think a black couch is involved on that. A black leather couch. Also, the timing, I think, is very specific. Mm-hmm. This is at 4 p.m. Right. Work. Everybody gets off of work 5 o'clock. This guy's unemployed. <laughs> work gets off around 5 o'clock. Right? What if this is his this job? Point, I've, been playing, he... I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm really excited for this mission. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you feel like he's setting this up. For somebody to come, he's mad about he's lost his job. Sure, this is a this is about class warfare. It could be. I I mean, there was we we didn't really talk about it too much on last podcast on the left because it's tough to find the story. But the Tylenol killer, for example, yes, so someone who someone poisoned a whole series of bottles. This has happened time and time again. As a matter of fact, there was just a story of someone uh, jamming. Perhaps we'll get to that here later on. Jamming razor blades in pizza dough. And selling those. People do crazy things. People want to see the world burn. My question is, you're in the aisle. I gotta go to the bathroom. I that's my shit. That's my, yeah. that's my impression of a child. I'm talking about post-poop now. You're a family. You're walking. You, your kid wants the freaking jelly beans. I want the jelly beans. Yeah, they I want, want the frickin', jelly beans. I don't know what kids are into. Fruit by the foot. Is that still around? I, I think it is. But now it's like fruit by the yard. They're screaming. I think it was a yard. I think it was three feet a foot. Um, so it was technically always a yard. And you go to grab, I'm assuming this is a pancake mix or something like that. Yeah, that's what I want to know. What know? box was it in? Well, do you know if it's poop or not right away? You've got to feel that it's a different consistency. Uh, I feel that if it is. A different weight. Hmm, I feel, honestly, if this is a more adult Also, snack, did somebody open that up before buying the product itself? Because then that person. Probably reeked to shit. <laughs> yeah. And it probably had <laughs> Brown stains all over it because they also don't know if he's necessarily. Uh, the, I'm going to go a Mark Lemieux with Whoa. his shit. Lumps. Whoa, wow. I don't know if he's going to have the exact aiming for it. To me, I think it's Mario Lemieux. But Mark Lemieux is. Oh, all- is he Italian? <laughs> yeah. Every hockey, every hockey player is Italian. <laughs> I don't know. But it depends on what box it is. I think that's what, what we're getting towards is, is yeah. if it's in a, a more adult snack, like let's say a pinwheel. I find oh, that more of an adult sure. snack, something with dark chocolate in it. Then this is just, he is fighting the working class because he doesn't have a job and he's bitter. But if it's anything that's towards kids, like let's say it is a poop by the yard scenario right. and he puts it in one of those boxes, he's a sex offender. You really, do you actually age 
let's say a gushers. So when you look at a gusher, yeah. much like how in France they will feminize or masculine, or they'll they'll make words feminine or masculine. Do you, <laughs> put, do you put an age on like you you look at a gusher, you're like that's a seven year old, that's a seven year old kind of candy. That that candy yeah, right there. I normally is do. Normally but if do. you look at so what's like a maybe like a let's say something. What do we call these very controversial, the, the corn ones, the ones that are little, Candy corn. Candy corn. Candy corn. That's a 50-year-old treat. Candy corn. Natalie eats candy corn. Really? But Natalie just likes pure sugar. She's one of those people who likes oh. pure, pure sugar. But candy corn, I view, is either for the very old or a lot of times it's people with no teeth. And that can be any age. That's actually really tough to eat with candy corn. You suck on them. And to that story I mentioned earlier, this was in Maine. Uh, this fella, he was uh, he worked at a supermarket chain, and he stuffed razor blades into consumers' pizza dough. So don't don't go there. The grocery store launched their own investigation <laughs> and reviewed store security footage of Nicholas R. Mitchell. They allegedly caught him tampering with packages of several Portland pizza pie doughs. That is very traditional. Halloween evil mischief. I kind of agree with you. It's, it's kind of like a throwback. Okay. True question. And this is LPO, uh, side story is LPOTL at gmail.com. Has anyone ever bitten into the razor blade? I have never ever? experienced it. I know that the, there are stories of it. I want to say that there was a story that came out not that long ago that actually had the razors and pins put into the candy. But for the most part, when I was a kid, I believe it was a weaponized urban myth because yes. I was already a 275 pounds. And uh, that is a great way to have someone stop eating all the candy. I guess so. But didn't stop me, because you know I did, by halfway in. Go, now we start shopping this one, Mom. No. No, don't worry, Mom. I'm checking all of them. Oh, yeah. This mouse feels like, oh, honestly, Mom, I should eat one more because the packaging seems kind of suspicious. Well, let me, <laughs> give me a look into it. Oh, actually, no, it seems perfectly soft. So you tested uh, all the food for the family, but then uh-huh. they couldn't eat any because you licked all over it, which is what my brother used to do. He used to lick the frosting out of the Oreo, put them back, and I didn't realize that Oreos had frosting until I was like 12 years old. And I think that's why he's a power bottom. It isn't that possible. So I, Hannah Ford, just lastly here, Hannah Ford Supermarkets, they issued a recall on all Portland pie cheese and Portland pie fresh dough sold in the deli department. They said after what is believed to be further malicious tampering incidents involving metal objects inserted into Portland pie products, Hannah Ford has removed all Portland pie products from all shelves and has paused replenishment of the products indefinitely. So Portland pie they got totally screwed because I, this guy is putting razor blades in their dough. I think that it's about war against Portland Pie. It's possible. Some of these things, I think some of them, yes, some people want to hurt kids because, oh, they're always laughing and they like the sound of, people like the sound of children's laughter, even though it's awful. But well, this is. No, there's nothing wrong with the sound of children's laughter. It sounds Have like crows on fire. Like, no, Henry, you can't get to that point. That's the beginning of the end of your mind. You have to like the sound of children laughing. They're, they always laugh at the wrong things. They're just laughing because they're having fun. You think that Mr. Bean doesn't make children laugh at the right time? Hmm. Put the gun down. That's Put the be- gun down. That and is because of timing. He has, he has intrinsic <laughs> timing. Also, when he gets dressed in the car. That's a fun episode. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Now, Very this is- handsome, by the way. Has a really nice car. He does? Yeah. How do you know? I was looking at some... I was looking at some... Tab- He's like super famous. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson is very famous. Yes, and he has a super nice car, and he's really like... He better. He's not Mr. Bean. No, he's no. Like, he's, he's Mr. Fox. He's Mr. Fox, yeah, absolutely. This is, speaking Mr. of Find Mr. Fox, Mr. Find a goddamn Hello. bean, he's at the top. 
Whoa! That's how you know where the clitoris is for you fucking nerds. It's at the very top of it. <laughs> it's at so the you very just find top look of for it. the bottom. Look for her asshole. Look <laughs> north of the asshole where the skin is. Bottom of the pussy. That's where the dick goes. All the way to the top. The yeah. Little hat. That's the clip. Look at that. So if anyone was wondering how to explain sex to their children, just play them that sound clip. <laughs> and in no way will your kid be traumatized, much like the person in this next story. This, this honestly, there's no one traumatized, as far as I'm concerned, except for the, I'm going to use the word ninny. The <gasps> ninny that reported wow, this crime. Really? And I want to... Maybe we'll parcel. Let's parse this out. Let's see so what our listeners think. You are really you're blaming the you're you're blaming the uh, the old mouthpiece here. You're blaming the person who saw it. Let's find out what the crime is here. Okay. Priest recorded having group sex on altar of Pearl River Church. Police say three arrested. This happened. I want to say this happened in New Orleans. Yes, indeed, right? so, Louisiana. Where else would this happen but New Orleans? I love it. It is. I absolutely wonder. I love this story. And I, get back. Who is guilty and what are they guilty of? Okay. This comes from NOLA.com. The lights inside St. Peter's and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River were on later than usual on oh September my. 30th. So a passerby stopped to take a closer look. She went, oh, sounds like someone's having fun. <laughs> Peering inside, the onlooker saw the small parish's pastor, half naked, having sex with two women on the altar, okay. according to court documents. Fucking awesome. Not bad, the sure. Women, the women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. There were sex toys and stage lighting. Incredible. That is amazing. And a mobile phone as we well talk- as a separate camera were mounted on tripods. This was a production. Are we talking a ring cam here? I think there was a ring light. And when you say production, is this a porno? It sounds like he might a- have, I don't know if it was for public consumption. Maybe that's where we're getting the legality of it. Okay. Reverend Travis Clark looking real sorry in this mugshot. The eyewitness took a video and called the Pearl River v- police. So the eyewitness took the time uh. to watch them all fuck on the altar, film her own. I mean, I'm saying her and I don't mean to say her. Sure. But it's smelling like a. It could be a bit of a Karen. I hate the term. No, don't like it at all. We'll call her then. We'll call her a, a Snoopy a Cindy. <laughs> we'll call her a big old bitch. Okay. She filmed this through her phone. saw saw them having sex as evidence. Right then, she called the police. Well, they arrested can, Reverend Travis Travis Park, who's the pastor of St. Peter's. Travis Paul. Travis Clark, and you can see in his mugshot, he is looking away, down, and to the left. This is why you need to have someone who knows how to take pictures of dogs be the person who takes the mugshot. Titties, titties appear, titties appear. What? So because he, you got to look at the camera. Otherwise, what's the point of the mugshot? So they, there's couple, they try to the archdiocese in New Orleans. They didn't want to talk about it. They said this priest got arrested. and They didn't want to talk about it. But then everything came out in the court filing. They said okay. that he was engaged in a sexual role play while desecrating a sacred space. They charged him for obscenity. Right. Public records additionally show that one of the women, Mindy Dixon, she is a uh, actress and dominatrix. Okay. Right. Adult film actor. Well, do you um, know, you know how there? difficult it is to make a film these days. The, you got to steal a shot every once in a while. You have to steal a shot every now and again. And of course, churches, uh, regardless of what happens within the walls when it comes to the philosophy exposed or expressed, you know, 
they are really beautiful things. I think so. I love but when churches, it comes down, love making Catholic churches and, and Catholics of all of the fucking cults in the Christian produce, world, all they do is fuck, they and they all it. hate condoms. So I don't really understand what the problem is. And then she was with Melissa Chang, and together they were. There was obscene acts that occurred on the altar, which were clearly visible from the street, quote unquote. I still think that the the, the witness went looking for it. Absolutely, and Melissa Chang. There's also the mugshot of her here again. Whoever is taking these mugshots. You have got to up just here, watch Pecker, uh, even watch watch uh, that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. You, you got to learn how to take the proper pictures. But Melissa Chang, not that it really matters, they can look like anything, but I, th- I find her to be quite attractive. I Absolutely. think this is a good time. Again, everything consensual. This is what we're saying. So the, the straight up, but the one thing of this whole story is that everyone was a contending adult. Yes. This is the story of, of with uh, Reverend Travis... He was ordained in 2013. He'd recently been named chaplain of Pope John Paul II High School in Slidell, oh. in addition to his duties at St. Pete's and Paul's. At the high school, he succeeded uh, a guy that by the name of Reverend Pat Wagony. Wagony. Or Waltney. That might be, it's probably Creole. <laughs> Pat Waltney <laughs> reportedly disclosed, right, that he, that he had sexually abused a minor. Whoa, in 2013, so the previous second. priest was, a was removed, was a pedophile, replacing Travis Clark, replaced a pedophile priest well, they at the got, high school. They should be thanking their lucky stars that everyone was of age and it was consensual. We are this saying. is the least scandal in the history of the Catholic Church. Reverend, Reverend Clark just loves big delicious grown woman breasts wow he set all of this up they are all consenting to it it's his workplace is it yeah is it necessarily great to do it at your office i don't know i don't don't know how all that works no the church is his fucking office i think this is more of like the this is more like the conference room in the office his office is behind the church or something i think this is more just like having sex in the cafeteria when everything is closed down i don't think there's anything wrong with it interestingly enough the archbishop of new orleans uh they visited the church uh, to quote perform a ritual that would uh, restore the sanctity of the altar. What so- sanctity does it fucking have? It literally just had a child molester in there, and now yeah, they quote unquote they showed up when the police officers arrived. They found two women clad in corsets. Man, I'm horny for this. Two women clad uh, in corsets, high heeled boots by the altar with lights set up around them as if they were filming some kind of event. You know what they were fucking filming? Oh my god! You goodness. know it wasn't a concert. Clark wasn't at the altar, but an officer who knew Clark to be the church's pastor tried to call him on the phone. And then he watched it, the phone blow up while they were fucking shooting it. It was all set up. Oh, and so, man. Well, we better call the we gotta call the pastor and get him over here. And they just watched the phone that was filming blow up. <laughs> well, and Dixon, perhaps this was a someone who knew or followed Miss Dixon's career. That, of course, is the adult film actress. She posted on social media a day before that she was traveling to New Orleans to meet up with another dominatrix to, quote, defy, defile a house of God. Well, it seems that she is, I believe she calls herself a satanatrix. I forget how the term for it, but she does believe in purposefully like technically i feel like this weirdly fits under some sort of political movement Mm -hmm. like you went to do a thing at a church to show how little shit you give about the church but also to again show the hypocrisy of the church where we're gonna get all riled up about sex meanwhile you guys all you do is lick the child 
Well, absolutely a interesting irony when it comes to this man taking over for a pedophile. If I am the person who was in charge of this church, it seems as if they're going to fire this priest. Oh, they already did. Might be the best thing that ever happened to him, honestly, because you know what would solve all of this? And this is like not a shocking sentence. What? Let these people get married. These priests, you know what they do? They just sip the bottle. They're alcoholics. No, they're They're either miserable. A Catholic priest is either a child molester or an alcoholic. There is no in between. Sometimes certain neighborhoods, there are certain neighborhoods, which I was talking about about this little Natalie. You could be an asexual person. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. But I do, there's a part of it in one way, you're kind of like a rock star in certain neighborhoods when you're the you priest. Are. Right? Yeah. Especially Catholic priests because they believe that they are, they can heal you on behalf of God. They forgive your sins for you. And they are kind of, and they have a public speaking job. So kind of in a way when you, I know, like no, growing absolutely. up in the church, you meet someone who's kind of like a fun, charismatic, funny priest, that kind of bullshit and they absorb that, that kind of attention and I feel like on some level you could see why someone would be interested in being a priest if they were just looking to mix it up and they wanted to be a star on Sunday. The vice principal of uh, Pacelli High School in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, Father John, before I got there, he was quite a character and very loved by everyone and innocent. He's never been charged with anything. I don't know why you never have to been charged. That. Well, he's an innocent man, but of course he was a very fun loving priest and he was a good guy. And then we had Father Steve, who was the in the closet priest. I love we it in the closet it, priest. We had it all. Those are my favorite, are like the, the very nice in the closet priests. Yeah. That's a nice priest, but at the same time, they're being suppressed. Yeah. Well, maybe it was good for him. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what was going on in the mind well, of that man? We will get, you know, but go check them out. Go, honestly, and I believe Melissa Chang has a GoFundMe trying to recoup some of the costs that all this is going to do. It's going to destroy her life. Um, uh, no one should have their lives destroyed over this. Also, the person who snitched, get a life. Get a life. My God. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated 
text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. All right. Well, we do have, and there's really no sex scandal here, but we do have a story about a Papa John's pizza franchise owner. This is, talk about, this actually should be a major crime to you. Yeah, well, it's a major crime, although Papa John's has gone a little bit downhill. Raheel Chaudhry owns 61 Papa John's. So what did this guy do, you ask? Well, he asked his employees to record thousands of, quote, phantom covers. That's kind of fun, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but what that is, so basically they would just order pizzas and then then not pay for them? Well, sort of. But the government scheme was running, according to whistleblowers, and sales reports seen by The Mail, which is one of the most reputable pieces of toilet paper in the history of the world. He is the U.S.'s giant, largest U.K. franchisee because these non-existent meals were classed as, quote, eat out or help out. The taxpayer paid half the bill. I don't know how this works over there. Apparently, the taxpayer pays half the bill if it's an eat out or a takeout. I don't know. Didn't um, eat out and takeout, wasn't that a whole thing that Ruth Bader Ginsburg put together for women, women's lib? I absolutely believe that to be true. Most of his restaurants were not even eligible for the offer, which required diners to eat in because there were collection and delivery only. Papa John's head office, which had told Mr. Chaudhry not to take part in the scheme, launched an urgent probe. And then they busted him last night. Fraud experts warned the suspected scam was, quote, tip of the iceberg and highlighted how easily the government coronavirus schemes could be exploited. Now, my question is, so no one got pizzas. The idea is that no one was thinking they were going to get a pizza, but then didn't get a pizza. No, that's true. Nobody got screwed in that it was way. Like Bernie Whistle- Madoff, but with pizza. Exactly. Whistleblowers say he was driven by, quote, greed, as his franchises had already seen a surge in business during the first virus wave as more people ordered takeaways. 
Isn't that interesting? So people still got the pizzas that they needed, but he just would wipe out the orders and take the money himself. Workers who raised objections were threatened with the sack or reduced hours if they spoke out. Wouldn't it be kind of fun if he just had a big bag and that was what the sack was? That would then become Scientology. So the same branches which did not allow dining in recorded more than 1,700 eat out to help out orders, despite the documents showing that not a single customer was recorded as having, quote, dined in during this period. I don't fully understand why the government's involved in the pizza game, which makes this makes this story a little confusing to me. That's one of those but, things where, like, I want more socialism in my government, but that's one of those things. I don't want the government involved in my pizza. Not at all in I the pizza. I don't want the government telling me what can go on my pizza. What goes on my tombstone is my choice. Make the roads, make the schools better. That's the Get only two things I think. Get out of my pizza, government. Get out of my pizza. There you go. Now you're getting it. So uh, Papa John's runs a franchise system, meaning individual franchise. That's We all know that. Anyway, that's the story about Papa John's. Managers were promised bonuses for hitting targets of fake claims worth in 500 to 600 a day for branches. So everybody was making money, Everyone, One manager what, said... It was pure greed. He didn't need extra money. His franchises were doing very well during coronavirus. Of course he needs more money. He had 61 franchises. He always needs more money. Well, this is a different. He said because more people were ordering takeaways, which is delivery, which is carry out. Anyone who raised concerns got sacked. And again, in warnings that their hours were going to be cut. So this guy, he didn't. That's not good. But you know what's funny is I could feel the real Papa John somewhere. He's smiling. You need the firm hand of Papa John to come in. No doing that. No, no, I'm not sure if you would. He might, uh, he might encourage the scam. Uh, yeah, I think Papa John might be, uh, he might be a bit of a skimmer. I, I wonder <laughs> what he does. Because now he just sells merch. Now he's just like, honestly. He just sells Papa Bless shirts. He technically and, has the exact same career as Jeffrey Epstein did, where you're like, what do you do? What do you do? You well, now, have, he's you a have fucking a, billionaire. Yeah. He's a pizza magnate. He is. Herman Cain, he died. R.I.P. Herman Cain. So he better watch if Papa John's fucking next. Honestly, you never freaking know who Papa has pissed off. And the pizza game, we know the mob ties with pizza. It's real. I know. It's serious. The pepperoni families. You tell me that someone hasn't died over screwing up the pizza game. I guarantee you, like no joke, guarantee you they have. You go down to Napoli. The kind of gangsters that must be deep in the fucking dough game. The guys out there in the Soprasada lines. You don't know fucking the Soprasada. Yeah, yeah, you got to call up bullet tubes of Soprasada. But every once in a while, you fucking, you hollow one out. Oh. You put a child soldier in there. Oh, my goodness. That's how they bring them into Italy. No kidding. Yeah, now you got all these child soldiers in Italy, and they're running around. They're the ones, you know, they're selling ice cream cones. My favorite thing about traveling around Italy is every piece of art, every great building, they say, look how beautiful that is. And you're like, that is beautiful. And then they always clarify it was built by fascists. And then they always have to say, that's not good. And then we always say, but at least they did know they how to make know. art and they knew how to build nice buildings. Nice statue. Yeah, thank you. It's like going by the Reichstag and you walk yep. past and you're just like, oh, that's big. <laughs> yep. Well, they seem to really want it big. huh? Look at that. Um, speaking of wanting it big. This is a story. This is about this is about traveling. Okay. This story. This oh, comes traveling. from I remember that. Pompeii. Oh. You didn't come with us to Pompeii. No, I did not. No, Brooke and I had a wonderful time walking around Naples. You were We did the You would have been very did. claustrophobic in Pompeii. I People have, used to be smaller. I have a hard time with certain travels and I knew you guys were going to be taking the boat. It was a whole thing. And I wanted to explore the urban we only had one day in Naples. Yes. Isn't that sad? Um, but I have to say <laughs> 
it was so beautiful. And it's like when you see a postcard come true, the old woman with the hair up, with the little with the bonnet yeah. on, screaming out her window with her hands just so. And, it, and you see the little people on the mopeds, and it was all real. And you're like, oh my god, this is this is how it actually is. Yeah. And it was really awesome. And we'll never go back there. This is true. I honestly do believe that you should be very careful about what you take home from your travels. We can't all be Zach Baggins. We can't all have a paranormal vault in our Las Vegas mansion. Be careful. You have to be careful. Tourists return stolen artifacts to Pompeii after suffering curse for 15 years, Damn. which is a lot. This is according to CNN. A Canadian woman was, has returned five artifacts she took from Pompeii in 2005, saying that they have plagued her with bad luck. The woman, identified only as Nicole, sent two white mosaic tiles, two pieces of M4 of vase, and a piece of ceramic wall to the archaeological park of Pompeii, along with a letter explaining her decision. Well, they'll still arrest your ass, just so you know, if you do steal something and bring it back to the store and be they like... They don't just go like, thank you so thank much you. for being honest. Life lessons don't work like that anymore in America. That's why if you're a parent, never call the police on your kid just because you think it's going to be like a tough way to teach them. Don't because once you that. get them wrapped in the system, then they're gone, and then the kids are gone, and then you no longer have a family. They've ruined it all for you. They need My your question- love more than they need the police. They just get abused. Larry Lawton, check out his YouTube channel. Absolutely unbelievable. My question is this, though, Henry. She stole it in 2005. She had it for 15 years. Bad luck, 15 years. It's only 2020. We're going to need a sample size of at least five years after this. What if her life just sucks? (laughs) I mean, it's quite possible. What if it's like, what if nothing gets better? (laughs) Quite possible. This is what she says. I wanted to have a piece of history that couldn't be bought, wrote the woman (laughs) who said she, I was young and dumb. Since returning to Canada, though, she said she has suffered two bouts of breast cancer, resulting in a double mastectomy, Aww. and her family has also been in financial trouble. I we don't, just can't seem to ever get ahead in life. It, I don't think it's about the rocks. I mean, I think it's you got to get to but the, this get is the, the thing doctor. Too, and, I don't know if I fully believe in this, but she says, I took a piece of history captured in a time with so much negative energy attached to it. People died in such a horrible way, and I took tiles related to that kind of destruction which is sort of true but i don't really (sighs) believe so she asked to please forgive my careless act that i did years ago i feel like she needs to have a relationship with the doctor and just like stay on top of it and make sure all the blood cells are doing what the blood cells are supposed to do i don't know if traveling to pompeii was the safest thing for her to do right now. I don't know, but if this was before. Going 50, this is before she had breast cancer. This is all before. She went in there in 2005 and no, came back. No, but now she had to go deliver them again. Oh, no, she mailed them. She did mail them. Oh, yeah, this is a mailing She didn't job. travel. Oh, okay, I no, see, I but see. it's not the only one. Because I was going to say, if you have 15 years bad luck, the last thing you want to do is take an international flight. Oh, yeah, because then you're going to kill 300 other people. Oh, God, don't. If you if you are going through a spat of bad luck when we start traveling again, just do us a favor, and I will do the same thing. I will sit, I will sit that flight out. Yeah, tell me. Tell me if you've had bad luck, Kissel, and I'll know you've had bad luck by the state of your clothes. Yes, indeed. Now, over the years, it seems, this is not the only one. Over the years, around 100 visitors have returned small artifacts like mosaic tiles and pieces of plaster that they say that they stole during Pape. Everyone's just stealing from this place. You could just, I mean, it just rocks. Yeah. But the items were sent back along with letters from the visitors claiming to have derived only bad luck. 
A selection of letters and return artifacts has been put on display at the Pompeii Antiquarium. She added, noting that while the value of the artifacts was not significant, the letters were interesting from an anthropological perspective. Mm. It's very, it's interesting to see that many people have experienced bad luck from stealing something well, some, from such an important and intense historical location. Pompeii needs to do what they do at the great Asian market, specifically in Brooklyn. They need a wall of shame with the CCTV camera footage. One snapshot. Shame. There was one person who consistently stole gum from the uh, from the, uh, from the store on on uh, Graham Avenue. They consistently stole gum. Their picture was up there multiple times. I remember times. that. I remember shame. that. Shame. And they literally just say shame on this person. <laughs> and it worked. And if I was that person, I would feel horrible and I would buy them more gum. I, you know, it's just, why are you stealing the gum? Is it because you're so broke or are you one of those people that gets a tiny sexual thrill from a little theft? Maybe just a little, I don't know if it's sexual, but a little bit of a thrill. I always think there's a little tingle at the end of the balls. Could be. I don't know why people steal all the time. I say, I did when I, in to. high school, I would take like little packs of gum because I thought it was fun. But oh then my I God, stopped. in high school, we used to steal. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. I don't know. Is the, is the uh, statute of limitations still on some of your crimes? Oh no, it was just cigarettes. And uh, that was back in the day. This is old corner, old man corner. Back before they had the tobacco products behind the yeah, we used to just be out. You used to be out, yeah. And so you'd still, oh, we still so much. God, man, when John so Moreno worked at the Eckerd's, and we used to just go and he used to fucking hand us out whole packs of cigarettes, and well, then he you know, got in trouble. But then we all started doing. He started doing cocaine with the owner, and then we started getting cigarettes back again. It's all good. Yeah, you got to sell them a little bit. Also, uh, there was a great liquor store that had the Cabana Boy, the rum. And the cabana boy has a little naughty boy on the cover, and it's like his pants are coming down. I hate and that. And so nobody would, no one would buy it. Of it course. was right by yeah, the door. Yeah, because it looks like it's it's grooming liquid. Well, uh, I used to just steal that by the. No one even cares. Like, I'm just the steal. little boy. I'm the little boy. And my friends, I've told that story where they're like, "Well, I don't want to drink it. It's because it's like gay rum." I'm like, "Who freaking cares? Who cares? It's in a cup now. <laughs> Have your rum. This cabana boy is very good rum. Ugh, is it?" Yeah, it's great. Really? Yeah, it's great, Rum. When's the last time you voluntarily had Cabana Boy rum? I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I think they stopped selling it Maybe. because, I mean, honestly, it just sounds like what you'd pour in a Kool-Aid to make your cousin go to sleep. I don't know what happens, but anyway, all right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. 
Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is time for Hero of the Week. This week's hero brings us all the way to Belgium. Very famous for their waffles and the good times and the good people. A naughty naked gnome is ordered to cover up. Uh, This is a topless statue. Its name is Betty. It's being deemed as too rude by Belgium's town authorities. But Louis Wills, who is 85 year young and kicking 85 and holding, was was told his scarcely clad garden ornament was causing offense. But he says, you know what? You know what? I am 85 years old. I fought in a war. I don't know what war they fought in. I assume that they have. Yeah, I assume that they have. And I am not going to cover up this garden gnome. Look at the tits on this gnome. It's great. He was told to either dress the gnome or remove it, but he is refusing to comply with the officials. You have to stand up for your rights and say, it is my yard, it is my gnome, and those fake gnome boobs are going to be Flying high, letting people know free the nipple. What I don't understand is why are we so prudish? Those nipples, those glorious big pink gnomey nipples. Terry the gnome would be going crazy. He'd be like, let me at him. I'll suck him till the blood comes out. Oh, my. But if you look at these breasts, 
Isn't that what children feast on? So we're going to sit here and we're going to malign the breasts of this gnome. We're technically, if you slapped a gnome child up against one of those tits right there, we're going to have a, oh, this is going to be some kind of movement that's going to build up and people are going to protest. Oh, you're trying to cover up the natural beauty of breastfeeding. What about the natural beauty of breasts hanging? Absolutely. I completely agree. Today's episode, it's really, it's themed on snitches. It's Leave a lot of snitches. Alone. Just gets down to it. What, are you this upset about this? This gnome's making you so horny you can't get through your day. Betty, who was given to Lewis as a gift from a neighbor, currently stands proud. Uh, she is very place proud. In front, uh, she's got two other statues there. Officials who patrolled the area last week said that Betty could no longer stay, as quote it could possibly upset children passing by. Uh, we're not going to be creating all of our laws here to be these, these ch- children. They're doing just fine. Okay. Again, they just saw the breasts. The and food also, from them as infants came from the breasts. It's just a breast. It is a, it is a plastic gnome. Do you know what the kids are watching on the internet? They're watching horses having sex with old women while the and old woman's the, getting drowned in a tub. And that's the first time. That's the first time they ever even look at Look at this. I, I would even say you might have a thing if this was like a full-grown woman nude out there in a gnome outfit. But I guess what? You know what I would say? Hire her. Absolutely. Well, uh, Lewis told VRT News, one of the better news sites out there, I can't get my head around it. The city authorities have time on their hands to make remarks about my gnome. Leave him alone or leave him a gnome. That's what I say. (laughs) Uh, They have threatened me with legal action. Dress Betty. The gnome isn't made for that. That's what he had to say. (laughs) Uh, She's not made to wear clothes. The garden center that supplied the gnome told the publication that it, too, was surprised at the request to remove it, saying, quote, It's the very first time we hear anything like this. Betty and its counterpart, Raph, the gnome, are among our best sellers. We sell at least two a day. Yep. So, Belgium, you're going to have yourself a problem when everyone, any listener out there in Belgium, get Betty the booby gnome and put her in your front yard, and you, you want to make these authorities sweat. You wait until they're every single, every single yard. We got to make sure that these officers are too busy uh, to stop up, uh, stop us from doing real crimes like smuggling meth. I want to see twenty sets of gnome breasts that on every block. Twenty gnomes. Twenty That's 10 gnomes. No, twenty sets would be twenty. You right. said, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Yeah, um, I'm sorry. That's okay. But anyway, so people. Of Belgium, specifically, not all the people. Isn't Belgium, isn't the, doesn't the president not wear pants there or something? I don't, that's why I'm a little bit surprised this is coming from Belgium. Yeah, because isn't like, I thought it was like, this didn't seems Belgium like, invent like curated bush hair? Yeah, this seems like it would be coming from like Arkansas or something. Yeah, from but here. No, no. I know we're way puritanical when it comes to sex on every single level. And uh, no, this is actually a Belgium we, thing. I'll tell you what, we don't sell those in public. Here, no. I've never seen an, uh, an open-tittied gnome before. No, Because I if not. I did, I'd have it in my Me, house. Exactly. Lewis Wills, 85-year young, out in Belgium. You're this week's Hero of the Week. You did a good job. Never let them cover those breasts. Never. Ever. never. And I, I actually say that Stand to all ground. of our audience. He's in, this is how he is going to have his Bill Cooper death that all 85-year-old men secretly desire. Oh, of a course. A shootout with the police is theoretically natural causes for most men. I think technically if he dies in a shootout with the police, we have to give him an American citizenship. USA all the way. He's welcome to stay right here and he can put fake boobies on his tombs. I'll watch him all day. Absolutely. So here we go. This is comes from, and this is this email came right in time because it's another, it's an email from a dominatrix. Oh. I'm a former dominatrix, an avid listener. 
in the episode of Diabolical Stew of Human Remains, there was a mention of male <laughs> chastity we had cages. We an episode named Bi- Diabolical Stew of Human Remains. Yeah, huh? it was like two weeks ago. No kidding. There was a mention of male chastity cages and their unfortunate malfunction. Then the question of why the belts were getting high tech instead of staying simple yes, and analog. Yes, right? yes. In recent years, there has been a large shift, at least from what I have seen, in clients learn leaning more towards digital domination. This is for various reasons, such as they are married, embarrassed, too busy, or too far from a partner. Okay. So while the old lock and key is still favorable, being able to give that control over to somebody who is not there reduces the temptation to cheat on punishment. Oh, I forgot about that because that's the whole idea of cheat on punishment where you don't Ooh, like do the thing. like if you eat the cheese and they're like, they have a cheese plate in front of you and you're like, Ooh, I just yeah, just like, And then you like that though. Yeah, The thing is that you actually like that. But often that gives clients the true feeling of having to relinquish that power. So instead of knowing they hold the key and take it off whenever they want, someone else does. I always wanted that in life. I never understood how someone has so much power that they can have a moment in life where they relinquish it. What do you, you mean? Well, I mean, how much? No, yeah, we're control. We have like problems with needing control. I don't. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, I have so much. I have all this power. I don't I know have the surplus of power. I just need a break from all the power. It seems like it would be kind of nice to have power. I have had dominatrix friends over the years who always talk about it. it's always the guys in the Wall Street power suits that need to be spanked hmm. and humiliated and wearing. And I'm. I get it. I get it. One. I get you liking that. But it is a strange, I don't know how someone feels so secure in their quote-unquote daytime I wonder life. if there's something with the bullies, because obviously we were both bullied in different ways. But I um, thankfully didn't get hard during that time period, or no, maybe not thankfully. No, but I wonder if the bully gets hard. Of course. So, I mean, you know, like I was abused in every single which way by these credence in uh, in uh, junior the juniors and the seniors in this high school. Horrible people. But I wonder if that plays into their fantasies now where they were getting hard that whole time and now they need to get paddled. Although I don't think any of them have power. They're all like they're probably doing like chew tobacco competitions or something, which if you win, you do get quite a bit of uh, you do get uh Quite a bit of clout. I feel like we just made a, like a two percent group of our like entire listenership come. <laughs> like I feel like we just like wandered into a know. world where there is a specific group that has been playing out the scenario for a very long time. So I was looking at the breakdown for OnlyFans. Uh, Black China makes fifteen million dollars a week. Jesus fucking so, Christ! Uh, or is it a month? I don't Ooh, know. Either we way, are she- in the wrong business. Yeah. All right, so in 2014, I was a recently divorced single mom to two small children. Their bedrooms were upstairs, and a baby gate was attached to the wall to make sure they wouldn't come out of their room and fall down the stairs. Hmm. I had a quote-unquote toy room set up for them that was down a short hallway from the living room. One night, one of my friends from work came by, and we watched Reanimator. We laughed. We had fun. It was a good break from the loneliness I was feeling of being a divorcee. After we watched the movie and my friend left, I began cleaning up popcorn bowls and the various other snack debris when out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw one of my kids run out from the toy room located around the corner from where I was in the living room, stop, and then run back into the toy room. Figure was a completely dark shadow, but in my mind that didn't register. Did the song "Tiptoe Through the Window"? That's our point. Ooh, Tiny Tim, one of the best. The figure was a completely dark shadow, but in my mind that didn't register. Just one of the. I thought my one of my kids was out of the bed when they shouldn't have been. So I stomped after them, my mean mom voice, ready to ask why they were out of bed. <laughs> now that's the true horror right there. I locked. I looked into the room, and saw the dark figure standing there, staring at me. The figure was child size. About three to four feet tall, completely black, 
No face or any feature visible. I quickly went upstairs to check and saw that the baby gate was still locked and both my kids were asleep in their beds. When I came back downstairs, the figure was gone, but I could still sense his presence. I went to the toy room and found it empty. As I turned around and decided to go back upstairs, I felt the boy's energy almost tugging at me in a playful manner from behind. Oh my God. Now, I did not feel this physically, but I felt it mentally. Hmm. I stopped, afraid to look behind me and see the figure again. If he was still there, and I said, knock it off. Knock I need to off. go to bed. Please stay downstairs. That is the power of mom voice, by the way. It will transcend. You can yell at a ghost. Absolutely. The rest of my time in this house, I saw the boy several more times. But I ended up seeing an old man pace the hallway outside my bedroom door every night. He would often stop and peer in on me, but never enter. I got a calming Weird. feeling from the figure, almost as if he was curious. It was oddly comforting in a way to have someone or something looking out for me and my two kids. I found out later that the previous owner of the house had been an elderly man that had passed away. I'm not sure if he died in the house, but obviously his spirit is still attached to the property in some way. Well, it seems like a good, nice, friendly haunting. It really does. I like a friendly haunting every isn't once in a while. That, and, but isn't that up to the eye of the beholder? I always think if you are haunted, just try to flip it, make it seem good until proven otherwise. You know, unless they're doing something super nefarious, like, you know, doing that potato routine with two knives, and they put the potato on the bottom, and it's like, it's like those are not feet, those are potatoes. That, it, that is just, you say wizardry, some people call it performance. <laughs> well, those were great emails, Henry. Yeah, weren't they? <laughs> all right, everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this week's Side Stories. Hope you're hanging in there the best you can. This Saturday, come yes. and check out twitch.tv slash Network, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check it out. We're doing Haunt Your House. This week's hosts are Amber Nelson, Holden McNeely, <gasps> and myself, Henry Zabrowski, and my wife, Nelly Jean. We're going to be doing the movie. I believe we're watching the original Nosferatu, Ooh. which I'm very excited for. And Isn't I, that like four hours long? No, it's very, all those silent movies, thankfully, were very short. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Um, but please check it out. And I, we are starting this stream on time. Henry has been quite upset about the lack of timeliness, but of course we are working on it. And yes, the the, the stream will start ASAP on I, time. It is, we will start on time, I swear. And we are going to get it out there. <laughs> We're staying spooky. We're staying kooky. This is the most like Clark Griswold you've ever been, by the way, with I, the time. You know what happened? I bought a ladder. You bought a ladder. I think that's what slowly, I'm slowly <laughs> becoming a father from a sitcom. I would feel safer if you bought a loaded shotgun and had it next to your head. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, tell I don't want to see you on a ladder. I never want to see you near a ladder. I'm scared of a ladder. But the Why new did store you buy the ladder? A, the new store had a great sale. That's great. And it's fun. They're very nice. We're having fun. So make sure, guys, it's Halloween. Live every day. Spooky lifestyle. Go have lunch at a graveyard. Yeah. Just hang out there, man. It's kind of fun. You can just sit in there. And guess what? The police can't come in and harass you because they know COVID on the graves. That's very that true. true. I think that is true. Maybe COVID in the grave, but not on it. Laugh at the sheer idea that anyone would. I, I think a Halloween should be fucking three months long. I don't understand. Oh, I normally some people get sick of a super long Halloween, but this year you can really feel it. People are living the Halloween life. They really are. They really are. And they are laughing at it. They're yes, laughing they at the people that try to get revenge on them. And they just love the fact that every single person who comes at them. Who keeps coming at him because yeah. they miss. And every time one of these motherfuckers comes and miss, 
they end up in the fucking ground. Yes, indeed. Well, if you if you shoot the king, if you shoot, go for the king. Don't you fucking miss. Don't don't take a miss there. You're gonna want to make that shot. Um, congratulations. Speaking of shot, the Los Angeles Lakers, and also congratulations to you, Mister Zabrowski. You were on the Miami Heat Instagram homepage. Yay! That it's uh, really cool. That actually. Wolf of Wall Street meme has become <laughs> like applied to many things. That's when you were a classic Seattle. Um, I right. miss being Alden Kupferberg. Hey, buddy, you're gonna be—you'll be back working with DiCaprio and Scorsese. What? In no I'm gonna time. be over there fucking catering for a birthday party? Hey, buddy, you never know—they don't age. Okay, everyone, hail yourselves! Hail Satan! Magustalations! Hail me! You gotta hail me! Say something nice to somebody today. Honestly, be supportive of someone's dream today. Someone's, even if it's yours. Maybe not yours. Well. Someone needs to be supportive of your dreams and you be supportive of their dreams. Scratch each other's back, dreamers. There you go. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, zero to two grams net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.